Okay, we're live. All right, we are live. Welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros podcast. And now as the season's dying down, playoffs should be starting soon in most leagues, at least in the next couple of weeks here. So um, we are definitely going to be testing out some new segments over the next couple of weeks. We got another new one at the end of the podcast today. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, but also Trace McSorley season just happened. I'm sure we all are coming from watching that Steelers Ravens game. Q, is Trace McSorley the truth? Lamar Jackson should be afraid uh, about his position next year. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear any Lamar Jackson TikToks. You're right. You're right. He is not as TikTok famous, and he's the same type Trace of quarterback, just white. If they were as TikTok famous as the Steelers, they would have won. True, true. True. The Steelers are all over my for you page. But they all got COVID. Yeah, the Ravens all have COVID. All right. Anyways. <laughs> let's get into the podcast so we're going to do a little bit of calmer chaos a little bit of trust or bust and then go through our week's weekly previews um so let's start it off russell wilson 230 yards passing and only one touchdown for 16 fantasy points he averaged 36 points per game for the first seven games but over the last four he's only averaging 18.75 roughly half of what he was averaging is this calmer chaos um I think it's, you got to stay calm on Russ. Yeah, he has the weapons. He's, he's, just, he's just been doing what he had to do just enough to win the game. Um, yeah, he yeah. was getting sacked a lot, I think, on Monday night. But, yeah, you're staying calm on him. I mean, yeah. coming into this season, we knew the Seahawks to be a run-first team. So, I mean, them first seven games, like Sean said, Russ, they were letting Russ cook. And I'm not against that, but they were just getting back to the way that they – uh have been for the past few years yeah they were definitely getting a lot of running in especially against the eagles even a tough run defense they were trying to get even carlos hyde involved so um i'm a little bit nervous but i think russell wilson's fine you're starting him in the playoffs i mean he's got the giants the jets and washington on his next three so juicy now i need to make the playoffs (laughs) the entire nfc east basically (laughs) and the jets which is they they could be in the nfc east with how bad they are (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the next one here. Ezekiel Elliott, 10 carries for 32 yards, one catch for seven yards, and a fumble. Back to garbage. Chaos. Poo-poo. Absolute chaos. Yeah, this is madness. Yeah, this has to be chaos on Zeke, no doubt about it. I mean, I expected a lot more, especially with Andy Dalton back against Washington. That has not been that great. Uh, But they got absolutely embarrassed, and Zeke – destroyed your fantasy hopes if you started him this week like i did knocked me out of the playoffs to say the least uh but anyways yeah i'm i'm it's chaos on zeke i would not be mad at you if you benched him next week at baltimore yeah let me review his last six games go ahead ppr he had 11 5 8 8 19 and 2 one touchdown 19 19 reeled everyone back in for that one game yeah and he said you thought dummy (laughs) Reeled me back in, that's for Fisher sure. Really in. <laughs> I like, mean, me, me and Sean were discussing earlier. I was like, imagine saying last year that you would be debating on starting Naeem Hines over Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> like, that's just – that's unheard of. You'd be out of the league. <laughs> yeah, didn't make any sense. The loss of Dak definitely hurt Zeke. So anyone that was saying before that Zeke was carrying Dak, it seems like it's the other way around at this point. Um, it is a nightmare situation for Zeke, and I'm – Definitely wouldn't be afraid to bench him. I'm probably only starting him in favorable matchups, which is like one left in the season at Cincy. So, 
I wouldn't even say that one carries the other. I think they both just need each other on the field together to have any sort well, of Well, I don't know. We, we've never really seen Dak without Zeke. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have for like a very little bit, but that was when he suspended. He's never missed game due to injury. Yeah. And so. he wasn't even suspended last year. Yeah, it was a little while ago. All right, let's get into Alvin Kamara. 11, catch, 11 carries for 54 yards and one catch for negative two yards. <laughs> you, you wish that was 11 catches. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Uh, somebody else did get 11 catches. We'll get into him soon. But uh, Alvin Kamara, see. six Damn. fantasy points. Is this Damn chaos? Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom um, Hill effect. Yeah, as long as Taysom Hill is in there, I'm nervous about Kamara. Because they were winning the game for a while. Well, Latavius Murray pretty much took over that Yeah, game. he did. I think he had like 23 fantasy points yeah, in he PPR. He had a couple of touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, Latavius Murray could definitely start somewhere else. I definitely mm-hmm. think he's still got that talent. I mean, we saw him as a viable fantasy running back on the Raiders, and they weren't even good back then. So, yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara is making me nervous. I'm going to stay calm, though. I mean, he, he still does so much, and he's still such an electric player that any play he can really take to the end zone. But you got to be nervous. He's not getting any yeah. passing work. So you'll never cons- like, there's no one that you're going to bench him for. I don't even care how bad he's doing, but you are worried a little bit. Yeah. One catch in the last two games just scares you. Hopefully at Atlanta, they're able to get him more involved and back to what he's used to doing. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, Cooper cup had two catches for 41 yards, only six fantasy points on five targets. He's been pretty hit or miss as of late. Is this calm or chaos on Cooper Cup? He used up all his points in the file of the previous week. Him say that. I need him next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. I, I think you you got to stay calm on Cooper Cup. I mean, at times that whole entire Rams offense has looked up and down. But, I mean, aside from Robert Woods, I think Cooper Cup is second in line for those targets from Jared Goff. So, I just – and yeah. at any week, that Rams offense can explode like we saw two weeks ago. So, And last time they played the 49ers, Cooper Cup only had four points. So I guess it's just something 49ers have their number. Richard Sherman has his number. Yeah. And they, and they were more injured. The 49ers defense was more injured that game. So I don't know. They just. Yeah, I'm staying calm on Cooper Cup. I mean, he's going to be a little hit or miss with Jared Goff at quarterback. So I think you can definitely keep rolling him out there. I would I would still trust him for now. For sure. Uh, last one here for Commer Chaos. Darren Waller, four catches for 23 yards for six fantasy points. He has pretty much fallen from that elite tight end status over the past couple of weeks. This is Commer Chaos on Waller. I don't know if I want to take anything from this game. It's a weird game. All Derek Carr, zero. I don't know what Josh Jacobs <laughs> did, but like, like uh, I don't know. I guess, I mean, just like again. Tight ends are scarce, so you're going to start with what you have. Yeah. Um, There's no way in hell you're benching you're just, you're just, Darren you, Waller. As long as you don't have Travis Kelsey, don't expect your tight end to get Travis Kelsey numbers. Just like just hope for five or more points. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and Waller's definitely got more upside than anybody else, so definitely stay calm on Waller. <gasps> yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I can name a few that are more upside than him. Robert Tanyan. two robs (laughs) well i mean waller he's he's still got a lot of upside let's say that let's leave it as a top five tight end most weeks easily easily top three most weeks yeah exactly that's what i'm saying very few tight ends have more upside than waller right now 
He's a leading receiving option thing. on his team. You're just saying the same thing with different words now. All right. I I, I took it down a notch. Like, but, obviously would you Kelsey. rather have Gronk, who has 8 million other different weapons on his team, or Darren Waller, who he's the main target for Derek Carr? As of right now, I'd still rather have Waller, but it's close. I'd rather have Waller as well. Volume is king. Sorry, Q. Well, I wasn't against that. I was just saying. All right, all right. Well, you're hinting at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you weren't. All right, let's get in the truster bus. Let's move on from tight end talk here. Um, Austin Eckler, 14 carries for 44 yards in his return, but also had 11 catches for 85 yards. Alvin Kamara wishes he had that last week. Yep. So, is Austin Eckler back to fully trusting in your lineup right now? How can you not trust Easily. those numbers? Come on, that's Herbert, what he gets paid to do. Herbert Eckler and Keenan Allen are one deadly trio. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are looking good. I mean, they're looking good for the future. Obviously, their playoff hopes are pretty much yeah. dead and gone this year. But yeah. this offense looks like fantasy goodness for the remain Greatness. remainder of the season and next week. I mean, remainder of the season and next season. So uh, they got New England, and they have Atlanta in Week 14. They're going to be thriving in the playoffs if you have any of them. So yeah. start Austin Eckler. Trust Most me. people drafted Austin Eckler as their RB1. I mean, his first week coming back off of injury, he's put up RB1 numbers. So right. there's no reason for you not to trust him. Yeah, exactly. All right. Kenyon Drake. Is Kenyon Drake really back? 22, ca- 22 no. carries for 78 <laughs> Sean yards. Sean loves saying catches. <laughs> 78 yards and two touchdowns, and he had three catches for 15 yards. So Kenyon Drake actually has seven catches in the last two games, which in the first, I think, 10 games or so, like he had games. he had eight catches total. So he has a nearly doubled his catch total in the last two weeks. Maybe a sign for things Kenyon Drake. He's got three touchdowns in the last two weeks. I was about to say that. it's The trust is going but up, know. but it's not yeah. – not at trust level yet. Yeah, it's, but hard. It's, going, it's, it's hard to plateau on that trust. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see how he does this week against the Rams defense, who have been playing really solid. Um, and also, they might have to rely on him a little bit more with Kyler Murray's shoulder kind of bothering him. Uh, we'll hard get into yet. that a little bit later. But, yeah, Kenyon Drake, I'm still, I'm still trusting him right now. I think he's actually – I think he's worth a start, even in these tight situations – just because of the upside and the chance of him falling into the end zone. Definitely. Uh, I'm going to just say it's about time Gators suffered a fucking injury. <laughs> and he's still playing through it. So like, it's not even a real injury yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Devonte Parker, eight catches for 119 yards on 14 targets. Can you trust Devonte Parker fully right now? For sure. You trust that was him against the he... Jets though. It was I trust the him. He's good. You trust him, and then you trust him more if Fitz plays one more game because two is still like questionable for this week. But he's been playing better with Fitzpatrick. One hundred percent. I w- I definitely agree. I think Fitzpatrick um, has definitely helped elevate Devontae Parker. We'll talk about Fitz Magic in a little bit as well. Um, but I do think you can trust Devontae Parker as a flex option moving forward, even if Tua ends up as the quarterback. I still think yeah. he's got a little bit of upside. He's still the best pass catcher on that team. Jarvis Landry, eight catches <laughs> for 143 yards and one touchdown. You Can you coming. trust Jarvis Landry back in your fantasy nope. lineups? Sean was so hyped to say that. So hyped. Let's just but let no, Sean... you cannot trust him. No, no, no. Let Sean take this. 
All right, go ahead, Sean. Are you starting him this week? 100%. Well, what's the matter to him? <laughs> what's it matter to Sean this week? It doesn't week? matter to me anyway. Actually, I'm starting him in another league, so that I'm still in, in the you playoffs. You just hope that Jarv, the Browns are playing in a nice weather game. Or, well, as long as there's not wind or rain. Jarv- the last three games, well, OBJ got hurt, and then they played at Cincinnati where he um, – no, OBJ got hurt, and then they played Las Vegas where – he had four catches for 52 yards and 11 targets, but it was like the wind bowl. And then the yeah. next game was another wind bowl where it was 40 mile per hour winds and nobody had any passing yards in the game. Even Deshaun Watson had an awful game. And then they played the Eagles in where the he rain. was covered by Darius Slay in the rain. So he had three awful matchups and a bye week over the past four weeks where he, you, you just didn't remember that he existed. Finally gets a good matchup with Jacksonville and goes off. I think he's going to get the volume if they're able to throw the ball, depending on the weather. So I think at Tennessee, he's still going to get at least eight targets and he's going to be involved. I think he's worth a flex spot, flex spot if you have him. Seven, nine, nine, five, and four. <clears throat> Number seven. Well, yeah, was... Flex option at best. <laughs> Weather has a huge impact on the whole Browns offense, aside from the run game, obviously. But let's move Not on the from first that. eight weeks. Or well, nine yeah. weeks. That was when OBJ was still there. And it was, I think Josh they were just throwing to each other. <laughs> they were yeah exactly all right last one here is rob gronkowski six catches for 106 yards can you trust rob gronkowski as a top tier tight end at this point you do are, are you from, done worrying from previous podcasts it seems like we've been trusting him for a little while now you just well, he was on calmer chaos yeah. last week you feel well, good that like he's putting Russell up Wilson was on calmer chaos <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> dk metcalf has been on calmer chaos you well, like that he's prior still- to this past week, he did have two fantasy games with less than five points in the last three weeks. So some people might be a little bit nervous. I say you can trust Gronk at this point. He's still finding ways to get points with all these players, so you feel somewhat good that he can produce uh, because when Brady struggles, I'm sure he's just looking for Gronk. Something easy mm-hmm. once in a while. He's a safety blanket. Yeah, I agree. Stinks to throw on a buy this week for any Bucks owners, uh, but plug him back in for the playoffs. He's worth it. All right, let's get into today's sponsor, the Thrive Fantasy app for iOS and Android. Thrive Fantasy app is a sports app for player props, game props, and daily fantasy sports. So if you download the Thrive Fantasy app today, use our promo code SUPERFB, that's S-U-P-E-R-F-B, you will get your deposit matched up to $50 with a minimum of $20 deposited. So if you deposit $20, getting $20 right there for free. If you deposit $50, you're getting 50 for free. You can have $100 to play with to try and win thousands of dollars that are in contests every single week for football. So go check out this up-and-coming Thrive Fantasy app today. Scary money don't make no money. And I know that some of these viewers are out of the playoffs, so. Yeah, go make some money elsewhere. Go take a <laughs> shot. Take a shot. Win that fantasy bread back that you lost. All right. See, gods, we're getting into the game previews, so you know what that means. Hit us with the pick standings. Where we stand? Oh, all in. All I got to say is I'm not alone. He was no longer alone <laughs> in last because we're tied for it. Damn. We both from have first to worst. From first to worst. In then, two weeks. Didn't that happen to Sean in one week? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. He had the worst week that week. Not worst anymore, though. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I got super cute. It didn't work out. But it's all right. You're still cute. Me and Q are tied with 110. Sean has 112. That's a nice big leap with 115. 
Wow, Matt's three picks Champions ahead of me. Here. I've picks ahead of me and Q. Wow, Matt, you might be running away with it. Big dog. Still got a handful of weeks left here, though, so I'm coming for you. I'm going to grasp them. <laughs> grasp the weeks, <laughs> the handful. Yeah, Q, hold on tight. All right. <laughs> uh, teams we have on a bye this week are the Panthers and the Bucks. So, kind of weird that you're having that heading into the playoffs for most leagues. Unfortunate for any DJ Moore or uh, yeah, pretty DJ much Moore, any the of the player. whole the whole Bucks offense. <laughs> and he's the most... Tampa Bay Buccaneers owners and McCaffrey coming not, back. Yeah, not Chris McCaffrey. Hopefully. DJ Moore. Okay, well he didn't play last week, so he wasn't top of mind. Anyways, <laughs> he would never be, even if he was playing, especially with you. <laughs> I love McCaffrey. He carried my whole squad in 2019. Carried me to the playoffs single handedly. All right, let's get into the first matchup. Since we don't have Thursday Night Football, we'll start with the Saints at the Falcons. All right, so this this week we're going to do a little bit different. We're just going to do one point for each team and kind of talk a little bit more about that specific point. So for the Saints, Michael Thomas, nine points again last week. Where would you put him in terms of being like a, still a wide receiver one? Is he a wide receiver two? What do you think about Michael Thomas right now? I have him ranked 16th this week. I remember Gator after the last week, he's like, and Michael Thomas is back, and then he does this. <laughs> so, like, you're as still... l- go. go no, you already started. <laughs> I'm not going to cut you off. Uh, as long as Taysom Hill is the quarterback, I you're just like – I mean, you're playing him regardless, but you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, Q took the words right out of my mouth. As long as Taysom Hill is a quarterback, I would put him no higher than a wide receiver too. Just only because you know what he's capable of. I mean, he did have that have that one good game last week with Taysom Hill. So it's definitely possible, but probable, probably not. And, like, how long is Drew Brees out? It's a good uh, question. A couple more weeks. You know, I thought that he broke, like, almost all of his ribs, but then I found out that people – Well, I mean, like he had, 20, like, a collapsed lung. They so. had, like, 24 <laughs> ribs. Yeah, he broke a lot of them. So I, guess I, thought you, I thought you only had, like – 15 ribs at most. I thought you had 12, six on That's, each. Side. I thought it was 12. I thought it was 15, but you have, he still only has like, he's helped, has half of his ribs. Imagine there's... breaking that many. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Why don't so... you like internally bleed and die? Well, he could have. I mean, he punctured a lung or collapsed. Collapsed. It. <laughs> yeah. It fell face so... first into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, lung that... first. Yeah, that stinks for Drew Brees. I'm not sure when he's coming back, um, but if he does come back, obviously that boosts Michael Thomas up a little bit. I still have him as a low-end wide receiver one in my book for the time being. Um, he did have a huge game against Atlanta, and then they played Denver without a quarterback. So obviously you don't have to throw the ball at all in that game to win. Um, Philip Lindsay and Kendall Hinton were pretty much awful playing quarterback. So I think Philip he'll be Lindsay fine at Atlanta next week. Yeah, he took a couple snaps from Could quarterback as well. So. What it was weird. Fuck? I think they completed one pass to Noah Fant for the whole game. One pass, one completion, and two picks. I think the quarterback threw. It was awful. Not bad awful for the. Uh, you can't blame him. Would you <laughs> no. do any better? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nate Peterman might have done better. He'd need to be shotgun twenty yards down. You know who would have done better? Who? Colin Kaepernick. Very true. Very true. Uh, but I don't think they necessarily wanted to not start a quarterback COVID kind of impacted them there but Colin Kaepernick should be picked up by somebody I mean some of these backup quarterbacks are scrubs god awful not Trace McSorley though Brandon Allen for the Bengals right now scrub scrub a dub dub 
On the Falcons' side of the ball, can you trust Matt Ryan at all heading into the fantasy playoffs right now? You want Julio healthy. Yeah, Even I then, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Even then, I don't know. He has three games this year without a single touchdown or without passing touchdowns. Yeah, that's scary. That's pretty bad. That's like a third of the games. Sounds yeah. like Cam. And he, he's had some big games. Like he has a handful of games. Um, he's four games above 28. But other than that, he has no game above 20. So he's a risky start, to say the least. Boomer not- bus quarterback? Yeah, he's kind of a boomer bust quarterback. I would agree with that. Um, I mean, they do have a couple of matchups where they're definitely going to have to throw the ball. Uh, New Orleans, again, this upcoming week, they're going to have to throw, even though they struggled against them in the last game. The Chargers and at Kansas City in the fantasy chip, if you make it that far with Matt Ryan. Good Kim luck. May. If you so. make it that far with Matt Ryan and go to the chip, you have to start Matt <laughs> you Ryan. You have the best team ever. <laughs> yeah, you got to start Matt Ryan at that point. Yeah, but I'm not feeling too confident. I would be nervous with him as my only quarterback right now. And I think that's pretty much unless, like you said, with Julio back, I feel a little bit more confident. All right, let's pick this game. Saints at the Falcons. Who you got? Saints. I'm taking the Saints. I took the Falcons last week, and I don't think they can do it back-to-back. I'm taking the Falcons. Let's go, Matt. Let's go, Matt. I'm taking the Falcons, I'm taking the Falcons. Taysom Hill, quarterback, is a S-H-I-T show. So you spell show. You beat the Falcons two weeks ago. I was going to say sugar honey iced tea, <laughs> but I, my thought process was too slow. It's okay. You're a little drunk. Okay. It's okay. Oh, can we talk about Young Hoku real quick? Young Way. That dude is a beast. Did I not thank him last week? He yeah, made yeah, drop yeah, 21. Yeah. yeah. 21, he is 21, 21. He is uh, the definitely a good kicker. Highest scoring NFL player. <laughs> Great analysis, Sean. <laughs> He yeah, there's the not balls. much analysis I have for kickers. So he kicks balls far and through the uprights. Mm-hmm. Good at mm-hmm. it, and he's good at it. Can't One of the that. best at it. All right, Browns at the Titans. <laughs> is this the Nick Chubb show moving forward with Kareem being an afterthought, or do you think Kareem gets more involved as the games go on? I think Chubb's return against Philly, like being so good, like definitely uh, created some separation between him and Hunt. This week, I have Chubb nine spots ahead of hunt at 10 and 19 i still think hunt will be involved but i just think chubb chubb came back very strong i think game script plays a uh big role in both of their involvement so because clearly if the browns are up big and they just want to run the ball they're going to throw chubb out there but if they're playing from behind they're going to throw cream out there to throw him the ball get him involved in the passing game and get some yards Mm mm-hmm I agree. I think the Jags obviously were a very favorable matchup for Nick Chubb heading into it. And if, if Kareem Hunt's going to get anywhere between 10 to 12 touches a game, I still think he's definitely worth a start. Um, he's got the explosiveness to make things happen. He had 10 carries last game. Actually, this was the first time he hadn't had a catch since week four. Um, so you expect him to still stay involved in the passing game at Tennessee this week. Um, so I still think he's going to be involved in the offense. I don't think it's just Nick Chubb moving forward, but Nick Chubb is definitely a step above Kareem right now. Uh, On the other side of the ball, with the Titans, with Tannehill's upcoming schedule, is he the ideal fantasy quarterback for the playoffs? And what is that? I'm pretty sure I mentioned this a couple weeks ago on the podcast. I said somebody to trade for was Ryan Tannehill because of his playoff schedule. Yeah, so he's got the Browns this week, and then he's at Jacksonville, and then home against Detroit, and then at Green Bay in the chip. 
That's juicy. It's very That's juicy. That's real juicy. If I mean Green and Bay, and if you play Week Seventeen, to, he's got Houston too. So yeah, Green Bay, you're gonna have to throw the ball. The other two defenses don't have a scary secondary whatsoever. So I mean, Ryan Tannehill, if you have him on your team, you feel good starting him throughout the playoffs. I agree. Yeah, right. yeah, I, I think he's definitely a top ten quarterback for the next few weeks here. Feel free to start Tannehill if you were looking for somebody. He's still out there in a lot of leagues, shockingly, too. I think he's only owned in 56% of leagues. So if you're looking for a quarterback to pick up, Tannehill is worth a look. And start Derrick Henry. He's pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. He's all right. And A.J. Brown. He's he's decent. A.J. Brown turn onside kicks. Onside kicks for touchdowns. I guess he's just a special special teams guy. No, he's just decent. All right, pick this one. Who you got? Browns at the Titans. This one should be good. Titans. Titans. Gone. Browns. Got to make some ground up here. You I'm saying the Browns? This I'm taking you the thought Titans. the Colts were going to beat the Titans. You think the Browns are going to beat them? Colts did beat the Titans last time I picked it. Last time. Uh, last the second, time the second to last, last time. Week. Three weeks ago. <laughs> All right, well, you got to say last time and mean last time. All right, yes. I, did. I should not have picked the Colts <laughs> last week. No doubt about it. But I do think the Browns will definitely at least keep it competitive. All right, next game here, Lions at the Bears. Let's start on Detroit side of the ball. This is kind of an ugly game. Uh, is DeAndre Swift a good play coming off injury against the Bears? Nah. Uh, nah. Bears have one of the top five run defenses in the league. And coming off an injury, that's not the type of matchup you're looking for in your running back. So, I mean, you're definitely still starting him, but you got to temper expectations on DeAndre Swift as long as he's still coming back off injuries, facing a good defense. I mean, it's just tough to really trust him at that point. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I definitely think it's tough to trust DeAndre Swift this week, um, but if you have to start him, I wouldn't be against it. He has shown that he has been has a pretty solid floor with this pass game, pass-catching pass game involvement. There you um, go. Sound it out, Sean. <laughs> let's move on to Double. the Bears. The Bears running back. Is Dave Montgomery truly a top 15 play for the playoffs? His volume, and now he seems to be putting some work together with the volume that he's getting. He had his best game of the season on Sunday night. Maybe the best game of his career. He had the longest <laughs> run of his career, 56 yards. But uh, we already we always talk about his volume, but like he seems to be doing some stuff with it. So I think that could make him pretty vi- a valuable piece going into the playoffs. Yeah, and his schedule is juicy. I mentioned it, like Matt said, a couple weeks ago. David Montgomery is one to go get at Green Bay. He just destroyed them. Now he's got Detroit next week, Houston at Minnesota, and Jacksonville for his playoff schedule. So he should be fine. You should fire him up. The volume's going to be there. The skills might not always be there, but he's still going to get you a solid solid amount of points. I think he's top 15 for he sure. Might, might benefit from Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. See, that's why these viewers got to listen to us every week because we could have got you to the playoffs and then we could have had you set in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Dave Montgomery, lock them in. Let's pick this one. Lines at the Bears. Bears. The Bears. The Bears still have game. a great I hate defense. this game. Can I pick I Mr. Trubisky to win Bears. a game? I got to go Bears. They yeah, just have a better Bears, overall I don't feel team. good about it. The Broom. The Bears. Get the Broom. Yeah, I'm taking the Bears. I don't feel good about it, though. Mitch Trubisky is bad. Stafford's bad. Stafford is bad. I hate Stafford. (laughs) Never drafting Stafford again. 
You didn't draft Stafford. Never having Stafford on my team again. <laughs> I drafted him in another week. All right, Bengals at the Dolphins. This one's kind of a snooze fest, but let's start on Cincinnati side of the ball. Can we still trust Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins with Brandon Allen at the helm moving forward? Well, T. Higgins had the better uh, game. Yeah. 15 points. He had 44 yards and a touchdown. So I, I guess you trust him more because with the one game that you have as evidence, but I hate going off of one game sample sizes. Yeah. You've got to give it at least two, three weeks to see who the quarterback gets comfortable with, gets adjusted to, who he has the most chemistry with on that team. And I mean, like you said this week, it definitely was T. Higgins. But I don't doubt Tyler Boyd coming back and not being as good as he was with Joe Burrow in there because they were the leading team in the league in passing. But definitely a lot better than what he was this week with, I believe he had like four points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, At Miami this week, and then they have Dallas and Houston in the finals. So if you have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, they have some favorable matchups. You just hope Brandon Allen can get them the ball. Only 136 yards, but they are still going to have to throw. They're going to have to try and keep up in these games. So I would not be scared to start them, but you're definitely downgrading them still a little bit. So you're probably still rolling out Tyler Boyd. If you have a better option, maybe bench T Higgins, but I still like both of them as of right now. For the Dolphins, is Ryan Fitzpatrick the better quarterback in terms of fantasy football for this team moving forward? Yep, yep, if yep, you yep, earn, yep. If you own like the uh... – the more popular guys like Gasecki or Devontae Parker, you've seen that they had better games with Fitzpatrick rather than Tua, who seems to be spreading the ball. Actually, I see him. It seems like he throws the ball to uh, Grant more than the big guys. Yeah, Tua is definitely interesting. I mean, they, they kind of move the ball in a weird way when he's at the helm. Um, he hasn't really blown up for any of these games aside from that pretty good Cardinals game. So, He's not throwing the ball too much, and he's also running it, and they're also running it successfully when he's on the field. So it's I definitely think Fitzpatrick's better for pass catching on this team, um, but I don't think Tua is necessarily the worst quarterback in terms yeah. of football. But not for a fantasy huge purposes, downgrade. He also could be a viable – Fitz Magic. He could be a viable like, streamer if you have uh, Brady on a bye this week. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say – Fitzpatrick plays. I was going to say going back to like – we're talking about Matt Ryan – I think I might start Fitz over Matt Ryan. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not horrible. You just just got to remember. You just got to remember in terms of like the rest of the season, Fitzpatrick can dump on you any week. He feels like dumping on you. I'm not saying get rid of Matt Ryan. I'm just like Fitz plays the Bengals. Yeah, definitely plug in Fitz if you need a quarterback this week. I'm with you on that one. Let's pick this one. Bengals at the Dolphins. I am taking Miami. I think we're Dolphins. getting the broom. Fins up. Fins <laughs> up. Yeah, Dolphins got to win that game. Bengals almost beat the Giants, though. That's because they lost Daniel Jones. Yeah. The Giants suck. It was so close. Everyone sucks. <laughs> NFC East sucks. Jaguars at the Vikings. Is Mike Glennon better for this offense over Jake Luton? Are either really good for this offense? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fucking point, Q. Because the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, I get. I like, like. I don't know what the how to value either of them. Yeah, the Browns I mean, secondary has not been good, so you can't base everything off of this. But uh, at Minnesota, Tennessee, he's got some matchups where they're gonna have to throw. But 
One, I'm, I don't think he's that much better than Luton. Wilson. A good thing you can get out of this is that James Robinson has been solid regardless of who the quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You should definitely feel confident with James Robinson. Um, beware his playoff schedule. Though. A little scary. Week 15 and 16 if you're in the playoffs at Baltimore and then against Chicago at home. So those are some good run defenses, but he's been pretty much matchup proof. Yeah. So you're still rolling him out there. Um, but yeah, Mike Glennon, still scary. Which is crazy to say because he was like an un, he wasn't really drafted in any fantasy leagues. And yeah. now he's matchup proof. I mean, he went undrafted in, in yeah. the NFL. He went undrafted <laughs> in fantasy. Yeah. Crazy that James Robinson is that good, but he is solid. Keep starting him. Um, for the Vikings, are you worried at all about Dalvin Cook heading into the playoffs after another brief injury and poor performance? As long as he's healthy, you're confident he's going to be good. You can't doubt Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I will Actually, never doubt that man. Bench him for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and definitely is, do not. I'm not even trying to be biased, but like just like we said with Alvin Kamara, you can't bench him. Mm-hmm. Like he's too good. You got to rely on him. You start your studs. You took him in the first round for a reason. He's the number two running back in fantasy for a reason. I mean, the explosiveness explosiveness is there regardless of a little ankle tweak or whatever it was. So, I mean, I think that one cook should be just fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he gets the Jaguars this week. So yeah, do not bench Dalvin cook. Let him feast. Manja manja. <laughs> All right, let's pick this one. Jaguars at the Vikings. 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 Get the broom out. Nah, I'm taking the Vikings too. <laughs> I was about to say, Sean, you're so dumb. Never picking Mike Lennon to win an NFL game. Please stop. I don't know. It's hard to pick Kirk Cousins to win an NFL game yeah. too. I know. I picked against him last week. They should have lost. I'm still Shorter mad about it. Still mad about it. Panthers choked so bad. Sorry, bud. Colts at the Texans. That's a good John. So this should be another good divisional matchup here. Are you confident with Jonathan Taylor coming back off of the COVID list, plugging him back into your lineup? No. But if I had him, I probably would still start him. Yeah, you might be Texans stuck with them. don't have a great – who they play on nah, – I don't think their run D is that good. They played the uh, – Lions. Uh, yeah, Lions. And Swift was out. So. Carry on did well. He did okay. AP, I think, had the better game. Yeah, the Texans are actually bottom three in terms of run defense. So, um, the Panthers' run offense is just that incompetent that they could not yeah. get that many points. Uh, but yeah, I would probably start Jonathan Taylor if I could. And I would even consider starting Naheem Hines as well. I think both are going to be involved. Um, Jordan Wilkins seems to be the odd man out in those three. And Jonathan Taylor had a really solid game before getting on, put on this COVID list. So yeah, plug him before back in. that, the, his last three weeks, he had four, eight, and five. Yeah, and so that's definitely when he was on Commer Chaos every single week. Chaos. He was on Chaos, <laughs> Chaos. a lot of weeks in a row. Every yeah, but then he got a favorable matchup with Green Bay and feasted. I think Houston's so bad that I think any run – we saw on Johnson get 11 points. I think Taylor can get some points if he gets right. the work. I hope they get him the ball. I hope so too. I think him and Naheem Hines are worth a start. On the other side of the ball, Will Fuller, rest in peace, suspended. That explains why, explains why he was so healthy all season. <laughs> he My actually guy. said it was he was kind of tricked or something by somebody. Yeah, I don't bamboozled. think it was his fault. <laughs> he, he got bamboozled. <laughs> similar like Bean Golden Tate. Boozled. Same thing happened to Golden Tate like 
I think last year, two years ago, where he was like, I have to miss four games. Somebody told me the substance was fine. Whatever. You got to do your research before you take anything, though. Yeah. You know this league. So if it was, whatever. Either way, no Will Fuller for the next six games, which means where does this put Brandon Cooks for you guys? Does this help or hurt him? I mean, he was still pretty solid, but is the only option better for him, or do you think he's going to get hurt a little bit by the cornerback matchups? No, I think the thing, I don't think he is the only option. This was, I was going to ask who is the next, who would you say is the next option? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's on IR, isn't he? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Then Kiki or Aikens. Kiki and Aikens, he's kind of ugly now. Kiki, Kiki is back every week. He's back in fantasy relevancy, though. He was relevant a couple of years ago. Yeah, he had like one huge, he had like sixteen catches. Yeah, he was a he was a flex option. That's wild. Um, yeah, I think this actually helps Brandon Cooks a little bit. I mean, being the yeah. number one option and pretty much the best that just catcher like on this offense almost doubles his volume. So, yeah, we've seen what happens when a wide receiver with Deshaun Watson gets volume. They score fantasy points. Okay, so yeah, in 2018, he had 11 catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. That was like his career game. Yeah, and he was banged up since pretty much that game on. Like, he was always hurt. Uh, but he is back. He is playing. Um, so I do think he's worth a risky flex. But oh, Brandon I Cooks, lock him in. He had two games with 11 catches and 100 yards, and they're both against the Colts. And look who he's playing this week. I'm sorry, Kiki over Adam Thielen. Lock it in. He is a flex option this week. Start him. (laughs) All right, let's pick this one. I'm not even kidding. Start Kiki. This is the week to get Get QT. Let's pick this one. Colts at the Texans. Who do you got? Texans. I'm taking Colts. Colts. Hold on. I don't, know. Colts. I, don't, I don't know what Q's answer was. I am taking the Colts. Colts. Uh, Colts. You're taking who? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking, taking the Colts. The Indianapolis Colts. I so hate it's a betting brutal? against D-Watt, though. I'm still confused on what Q is doing. Q said uh, Texans. Yeah. And then said okay. Colts. Okay. Q, Wait, who do you want? So <laughs> who's his pick? The Texans. I mean the Colts. The Colts. <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Yo. You pick a team. <laughs> Colts. He said one of them is going to win. I'll pick yes. both. Ties out. All right. The broom is out. We're all taking the Colts. Let's figure hope that they out. Ties, so everyone's wrong. I hope everyone ties, so everything's wrong. I'm cool with the tie. I'll still be in the lead. I need the lead. <laughs> all right. Raiders at the Jets. So, can you trust this Raiders passing offense to bounce back after only six points against the Falcons defense? I think it you was- have to against the Jets. It was working Jets. before this week. It was the Falcons, though. But this Weren't is the worst secondary. Level. This is the Jets. We're talking about the Jets. Yeah, yeah, the Jets are NFL so bad. Team. Yeah, I think that game was a little fluky. I mean, all of those fumbles for Derek Carr was very weird. Um, zero fantasy points for a quarterback absolutely sucks. You don't think that they're embarrassed about that? They're gonna. Yeah, they, they're gonna come out yeah. swinging. They have to. They were moving on to like two weeks ahead in their minds. They were like, look, we're going to move past this Falcons game and this Jets game. We're focused on Indianapolis in week 12 and it bit them in the ass. So definitely, I think the Raiders will bounce back. I think Carr is worth another start this week at the Jets. Even though he got you zero last week, you might not feel that good. I I think he's worth a look. Over Matt Ryan? No. I think he's over Matt Ryan. Did Matt Ryan had five against the Saints the last time? Let me take. 
five points. Touchdown. Yeah, I'm starting Derek Carr with the, at the Jets over Matt Ryan this week. For sure. I'd probably start Matt Ryan. Bold. I'm He's starting bold. Derek Carr. Yeah, I think the Raiders will be fine. Don't overstress it. They're playing the Jets. They'll bounce back and get right this week. On the other side of the ball – are Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims moving into startable flex territory with Crowder becoming unstartable? I don't have Mims ranked, but I do have Perryman over Crowder. I just think there's some sort of chemistry between Flacco and Perryman. Perryman's just got way more big playability. So, yeah. I mean, he had um, a touchdown in each of the last two games before this weekend. Even this week, he had another average 20 yards per catch. So, Perryman gets open down the field. He racks up fantasy points. And Crowder, you need a lot more volume, and it just has not been there with both of them back. It's crazy how consistent right. he was coming up to this point. Because there, there was no Mims and there was no Perryman. So he was pretty much the only option aside from Braxton Berrios. Fuck him. <laughs> and Chris Hogan, I think they were starting. Yeah. Denzel Mims does have three straight games with eight targets and ten fantasy points. So he's getting you ten. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have that much upside. He has not found the end zone, but he's worth a look as well. If you're desperate this week at flex, if you were heavy on the Bucks or the Panthers or something. All right, let's pick this one. Raiders at the Jets. Who you got? I'm broom. taking the Raiders. Broom, broom, broom. Would you bet? Bring out the broom. Would you bet your bank account that the Jets fire gaze after this season? Yes, what, I would. Like, they're I hope so. You would definitely somewhat worry if you did actually did that bet just like what if like trevor's coming in we'll give him a chance with trevor that would be terrible but oh the jets are drafting that <laughs> if the kicker. jets have the first pick <laughs> then trevor's gonna stay one more year the eagles should draft a girl kicker <laughs> she's probably better than jake now nah, jake's been pretty solid well jake will just be the long distance guy <laughs> she'll kick the extra points any yeah i'm down all right, Giants at the Seahawks. So we got a lot of mismatches this week, as Come we've seen on. with all the brooms. Let's get through this one. But let's start on the Giants. Is Daniel jo- If Daniel Jones misses time, can you still trust this passing offense with Colt McCoy? No. I all I can say Shepard. is Colt McCoy. He's decent. He had he five get the rushes job done. for seven yards. He's got potential. <laughs> He's got Shepard. wheels. <laughs> Shepard still finished with 13 points, and that's with Colt McCoy in for – I don't know how long he was playing. But. I think it was like the third quarter when they came in. So, so he was still getting targets, but a lot. He only Ingram, threw 10 passes. Ingram had a good game. Yeah, I'm still, I would say you can still trust him with Colt McCoy. We've seen him fill in in the past and be okay enough to a point where he could get the ball to his weapons. So maybe more value for Gallman. I think Shepard and Ingram might feel more confident. I think, yeah, Gallman might get more involved. Um, Ingram, I mean, uh, Slayton, on the other hand, goodbye. He's still boomer bust. At best. I don't know if Colt McCoy is going to be able to sling it to him down the field. So, Giants analysis. (laughs) Seahawks, can you trust Tyler Lockett in the playoffs? So, Go ahead. It doesn't matter if you trust him or not. You're not not going to bench Tyler Lockett. I'm getting to the point where I'm considering it. It's since since, since week four. No. In games not against the Cardinals, he's averaging seven fantasy points a game. Who was he covered by last I, week? Or on I Monday can't. Because seven can't. fantasy points a game since week four. This isn't like in the last couple weeks he struggled. It doesn't matter who This has been all season by. aside from the Cardinals and the first three games. I'm just DK has asserted himself as that number one option on that team. He's still being involved. He's still getting targets, but it's still hit or miss too. He's got in, in his last – 
since week four, like I said, he has four games with five or less targets. So five yeah, or but four. If he goes off, he can single handedly. I know you're probably starting him, but if you have another option where you're like, look, I need guaranteed points this week. And I need, I can't bet on this big play guy. I would not be mad about benching Tyler Lockett at this point. Can you give me an example of that? An example of, (laughs) so you would need consistent solid points and it would be somebody that you would already have. I need to pull up some, I don't have, I don't have, it's hard hard to say off top. Yeah. Off the top of my head. That one's tough. It's definitely tough to bench. um, What's, Tyler Lockett in general, but if you have somebody that you've been playing, let's say Robbie Anderson or even Devontae Parker over the past couple of weeks with Fitzpatrick, I wouldn't be mad if you put Devontae Parker in over him. Chase, I couldn't Claypool. do that. Chase Claypool was I'm I'm trying to Chase think Claypool too. Teams that could have like both of them at the same time. Like, would you start Chase Claypool over Tyler Lockett? I would consider it. I'm not saying I would automatically okay, do yeah, it, yeah. but like if you if you have Tyler Lockett, you're frustrated right now. One hundred percent. He's had two good games since week four. Two really good games. He had an 11-point game as well. But he's had like five, eight, seven, five. Like, he has been super inconsistent. He's just scaring me a little bit. But he has, obviously, the upside to put up 53 points in a week. So, you're probably starting him. Yeah. I agree. I'm not saying that he's not not scary. But, like... Yeah, you're starting him. I wouldn't be able to sit him. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, he was really consistent in the past, but with DK establishing himself, the, inc- the inconsistencies are showing. Bring back Doug Baldwin. All right, let's pick this game. Giants at the Seahawks. We're all Seahawks. taking the Seahawks. Get the broom. Get the broom. And this is a Get good week. Make some nice parlays. Yeah, it is. Now for this next hit me, game. Hit me, hit me up, T guys. I got you. Rams at the Cardinals. This one's going to be tough. Obviously, divisional matchup. There starting, is a good game. Starting on the Rams side of the ball, can any of the Rams' three running backs break out for the playoffs? No. no. <laughs> Cam right. Akers is, is something. <laughs> it looks I like – I think Cam Akers has the most upside right now. I mean, we've seen Henderson getting the volume, and it just hasn't been there, and Akers has had more big play ability. He rose from the dead. But – yeah, I agree with you guys. I'm not trusting any of them. I think Akers is worth an add if someone was dropped. If he was dropped in your league, throw on your bench. Maybe he ends up taking back over this backfield like you'd hoped when you drafted him. But, yeah, no, I'm not trusting any Rams running backs. Yeah. For the Cardinals, are you worried at all about Kyler Murray's shoulder injury and the inconsistency with DeAndre Hopkins lately? I have Diab ranked eighth this week. That's just because of I guess these receivers have better matchups, but like you're not you're gonna start Diab like there's there's not a guy that you're gonna start over him just like maybe like how we just said with Tyler Lockett like there could be a guy like you're not starting anyone else over Diab, but you're you are a little bit concerned about the injury I guess it seems to still be affecting Kyler on Sunday. Yeah, we definitely I, I want to see how he practices this week, um, but. It obviously affected him this week. He had he had 23 fantasy points in every single game until this week where he had seven, and he did not score a touchdown. Um, obviously, there's a couple things that went wrong. I mean, a couple guys dropped passes, dropped a touchdown. Christian Kirk did, um, and uh, they ran in two touchdowns, which has not happened a lot this season. It's helps Drake, I guess. The injury helps Drake. It's helping Kenyon Drake, uh, but it's hurting Kyler Murray. But I think Kyler Murray will be fine. I'm not worried about it. I think the shoulder he, he's injury. He's only human. Yeah. And, and I think with his rushing ability, he's going to have a solid floor. So don't worry about Kyler Murray. 
Pick this one. Rams at the Cardinals. Who you got? Cardinals. Rams. That's not bad pick, but Cardinals. Golf's just too inconsistent. Taking the Rams. Let's go, T Gods. You're my best friend this week. You we got every game that we picked together wrong last week. Uh <laughs> this week we change it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Patriots at the Chargers. Starting the Patriots side of the ball. Are there any Patriots you would feel confident starting heading into the playoffs at all? Izzo next. No. <laughs> Just Izzo. Let's move on. For the Chargers, no. Um, I'm not confident starting any Patriots players. Yes. Not Izzo either. I would, avoid, I would avoid right. all of them. Aside from maybe Damian Harris if you're feeling cute, but Sony Michelle could be back soon as well. So Is James White back? No, he was so touchdown <laughs> dependent too. He, he like he he scored touchdowns, but yeah. he also did nothing else. <laughs> he had 13 fantasy points and 12 of the points were touchdowns. So maybe, but I don't trust it right now. He did have a better week than week before, six catches, but I don't I don't see Cam doing that that often. No. So yeah, I would avoid all Patriots right now. They're too inconsistent, too untrustworthy. Um, on the other side of the ball, if Kalen Balaj comes back, will he still have a role with Austin Eckler taking over this past week? No chance. I think you'll, no you'll see like a player two Balaj because Balaj did do something when he was playing. Like you'll see him in a play or two, but like Ek- this is like Eckler's job. Yeah, no, I like Balaj is not startable. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think he's going to be startable, but I do think Balaj is going to be mixed in. Um, we did see the first couple weeks, even with Eckler healthy, Josh Kelly was getting a lot of work. He had 23 carries in one game. He was getting at least anywhere between eight to 12 carries um, for those first few games. So if Kalen Balaj comes back and is fully healthy, I think he could be in line for some maybe like goal line work, yeah, like a vulture. vulture. We saw Josh Kelly vultured Austin Eckler this week. He had seven carries for 35 yards and a touchdown. So get him out of here. So I think it's going to be Kalen Balaj will still have a little bit of value. Definitely hold on to him if you're an Eckler owner. Um, but other than that, I don't think he's going to be necessarily startable. All right, let's pick this game. Patriots mm. at the Chargers. I am taking the Chargers. I pick as the Chargers. I'm taking Chargers easily. But, but like, you can't you can't be a little worried. Like, I'm definitely worried. The Patriots have won some games lately, which is and scary. The, the Chargers just like to lose. I won't be surprised if the Patriots win, but I can yeah. never root for them. I got to take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. Guys, unfortunately, I got to leave real quick. Hold on. All right. <laughs> I thought he was kidding. All right, Matt. Uh, Eagles at the Packers. I wonder are, what he's doing. I don't want to know. Are you nervous at all about the lack of Miles Sanders touches? Matt, you owe Miles Sanders. What do you <laughs> yeah, think? Of course, he is now. <laughs> I, am, I still have ranked ninth this week. Um, but yes, you are a little concerned because Doug doesn't know what he's doing calling plays. So like if, if he decides to start running the ball more with Miles Sanders, he's going to be productive, but he needs to also improve on his catching ability because he has dropped a lot of balls as well. Maybe not a lot, but he's dropped some passes that have been thrown his way. Yeah. He should have had a couple more catches this past game, but only eight touches definitely concerning and has not had more than 20 carries in a game, um, since week two. Um, and it's. You just want him to get more of that volume, and you hope at Green Bay, which is a team where yeah. pretty much everyone on the league has run against them, that Doug Peterson says, I'm going to give the ball to Miles Sanders, the guy that's probably going to help us 
get this done, take some pressure off Carson Wentz. But Doug isn't the brightest bulb in the box this season. I don't get it. I don't get why he's not getting the touches. He's good. Well, either. He's very good. And there's or like- the touchdowns. He's getting vulture right. for like Corey Clement. Boston Scott had like a 60-yard run. So I'm still starting Miles Sanders, no doubt. Miles Sanders is fourth in the league in rushes or yards per carry and 28th in the league in carries per game. Yeah. So like just imagine if he was in the top 10 carries per game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It makes no sense. Like he, he he's averaging so many yards per carry. I know obviously he, he only had 15 yards this past game, but he only got, got six carries. We just got to abandon the run game in a close game where we could have kept running the ball. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Miles Sanders should be fine moving forward, but I am nervous about the inconsistency in the play calling. I don't think it's on Miles Sanders' talent. It's more on the Eagles' offense and play calling right it's now. It's on the coaching talent. But we shall see. I still think Miles Sanders is definitely a top 15 play every week. Keep starting him. For the Wait, pa- should we ask Matt? Yeah, I guess we got to ask Matt. Yo, Matt, welcome back. Headset is not on yet. I know. Right I think you can hear me, though. I Matt. hear you. I hear you. I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry for that. You give missed us- you missed the Miles Sanders segment, so I want to give us, hear about your take since you own Miles Sanders. Are you nervous at all? Yes, about Miles I, Sanders. I am nervous very much so about Miles Sanders because that entire Eagles offense looks like shit, <laughs> and Miles Sanders is only getting like what ten Good. to fifteen touches at best. So I mean, I'm definitely panicking on Miles Sanders. Yeah, you got to hope he gets a lot of work this against the Packers this week, but I still think you're going to start him as a top 15 yeah. running back. They need to use him more. I mean, he's one of the best offensive weapons that they have. So One of the only ones that they have. That is also true. Free Miles Sanders. Free Miles Sanders, please. Free the boobies. Free the boobies. All right. I heart <laughs> boobies. For the Packers, is Alan Lazard a flex option and back into flex consideration after 12 points this past week? Yes, considering who will probably be covering. Yeah, I agree. I think Alan Lazard is definitely back into that flex conversation. I mean, we saw him get involved and the second wide receiver against the Eagles. It always goes off. Except for Tyler Lockett. He didn't go off. Yeah, he was. Nikel Roby Coleman actually stepped up a little bit covering him in the slot. Good job. Um, But Maddox, horrible. Lazard should be fine. He should definitely get some work. Um, And I think. Even moving forward, he's worth a look as a flex option as, as soon as as long as he's getting healthier and getting more snaps coming back from that injury. We saw what he could do in the beginning of the season. So, yes, I'm worth a look. Let's pick this one: Eagles, the Packers. Who do you got? <laughs> Eagles beat the Packers at Lambeau last season. They cooked them last year, and then everybody was worried about the Packers. Then they made yeah, it to the... t- I am taking the Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> they need to call Jordan Howard. This is the game that he did amazing last year. Three Miles Sanders feed him. If we feed Miles Sanders, if the Eagles feed Miles Sanders, Eagles might win this game, but they're not going to. So I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, they're not going to feed him, so they're not going to win. Not going to feed him enough. I'm taking the Packers. (laughs) I bleed green, not Packers green, but we suck. I mean, I'll whatever. I'll take the Packers. I'll take. Let's go. We get. They need. They. This is the game where they like. This is. I feel like Breakford. Or someone's getting We're fired. already broken. Some, uh, no, I know. I know. <laughs> Somebody's definitely Someone, getting fired. Like, if we get I, – I, I don't even want to talk about it. Just I saw something was like, is this the lowest of the low for the Eagles? And, like, no. It could get lower if they keep losing. Oh, it could go lower. 
and it we have a lot of tough lower. matchups, so it's going to go lower. I mean, like- we could be the Sixers during the process, so good. We could. <laughs> All right, Broncos at the Chiefs. Um, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, or would you rather start neither heading into the fantasy playoffs? I'd, I'd rather, rather start running back. Yeah, stay away from them. I'd it rather, hurt- yeah, I'd rather just not start a running back than start. It might hurt less taking a hit than starting either of them in a game. Yeah, I agree. Melvin Gordon did have a pretty good game two weeks ago or against Miami week 11. He had 18 fantasy points, but you cannot rely on that in between those games. He had two, four and three. So and I'm, <laughs> I'm avoiding sure this backfield. Philip Lindsay dropped a big donut. Like, Yeah. So I'm avoiding this backfield. Do not start any Broncos running backs unless you are absolutely desperate and you don't have any other running backs. On the other side of the ball, we pretty much know the Chiefs offense at this point, but Sammy Watkins is back. Is he worth a pickup after getting four catches on seven targets? He's worth a look. Yeah. As long as, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, (laughs) who is, regardless of how many points they're up by, they just bomb the ball every play. They do not care. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I definitely think Sammy Watkins is worth a look, and even if you're desperate, plug him in in your flex. Sammy Watkins is pretty solid when he does play. He's obviously inconsistent. This Chiefs offense goes all over the place. They have so many weapons, but he was He's pretty solid so early this season too. He had 10, I think he averages 10 points on the season, but he has a couple of games where he kind of disappeared. So two, six and seven. Yeah. Well, seven this past Yikes. week, seven, four catches for 38 yards, but he did have seven targets in his first game back. So it's promising. Good sign. He's worth a look. I think he's worth a bench spot at least. Pick him up yeah, if he's on the waiver wire. For sure. Let's pick this one. Broncos at the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. Broom. 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 All right. Do you want to hear this Schultz bomb real quick? Russ to the Wizards for John Wall in a first. Russell Westbrook? Yeah. To the Wizards for John Wall. Interesting. Fantasy, fantasy basketball season's coming up. It is. Keep an eye out. I don't know if we're doing anything. Bambo. But... <laughs> fantasy basketball. Start a league. Uh, let's get back to fantasy football, though. Washington football team at the Steelers. Look, perfect, per- perfect timing. Talking about Washington. Yeah, yeah. Washington football team. Just... Washington sports. Russell also... Westbrook at quarterback now for football team. They are benching Alex Smith. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Antonio Gibson did all the work this past week. Are you worried at all about JD McKissick? Uh, maybe. I mean, Gibson does seem to be finding himself to be the guy. I mean, he already was kind of the guy, but like he's putting up some good numbers that may they they may not need to bring in McKissick as like a change of pace back, or they could just give it to Gibson all game. Yeah, I I would say I'm staying calm on McKissick right now. I mean, in the games where McKissick has done bad, they played Dallas twice and Cincinnati, and it's games where Washington was actually they were up, up, or at least it was very close. So that's where McKissick kind of disappears. But they do have Pittsburgh, San Fran, Seattle, and Carolina up on the next four games, and I think all those games are going to be competitive. If not, they're going to be behind. So McKissick should be involved in the passing game. I still think he's going to be solid. I think this week McKissick could be involved because we just saw in the game before the podcast, the Steelers were not letting the Ravens run the ball. Yeah. So they're going to have to get their ball in space to McKissick and Gibson. I think they'll both be more relying on the pass catching abilities for the next few weeks. But I, I think mean, the McKissick Ravens also had two of their starting running backs out. So I don't, think, Edwards. I don't think that, that really... wasn't even Gus Edwards. It was like Justice Hill. Well, yeah, they were both playing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Steelers' defense obviously has been 
very good against the run. So it's not a favorable matchup, but in terms of a pass catching back, McKissick might be able to get four to five catches, have a solid floor like he has for most weeks. Uh, for the Steelers, can all three Steelers wide receivers be relied upon throughout the fantasy playoffs? Yes. Si, senor. And I rank them Deontay, Johnson, Claypool, and then Juju. For Juju. I mean, it's hard to put one in third. What, like second and third, I guess, could be. They all pretty much retire. Yeah, it's all a toss up. I think yeah. you can rank them all in the same spot every week and be pretty much right. Um, they're all kind of that wide receiver to high end flex range where they have the upside to drop a 20 bomb on your 20, 30 fantasy points on a, on a team, but they could also get just 10 and be solid flex for you. So, and Ray Ray McLeod, not Ray Ray McLeod <laughs> or James Washington. Yeah. Uh, Steelers, I think all three of their wide receivers are locked in for the playoffs. If you have them, you're still starting them. Pick this game, football team at the Steelers. Who you got? Steelers. 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 All right. Boom. Two more games here. Bills at the 49ers. Uh, which Josh Allen are we going to get for the fantasy playoffs? Are we going to get good me? One? <laughs> MVP Josh Allen. Are we getting jo- are we getting MVP Josh Allen that? Are you confirming this? Yes, I am. Wow, All lock right, it in. Matt it. says it. There, fantasy analysis. But yeah, for real, Josh Allen has had five games less than 20 fantasy points and then six games with 29 or more. So he is pretty much the definition of a boomer bust quarterback. He does have some tough matchups at San Fran, then Pittsburgh, at Denver, at New England. Um, all kind of bad weather games as well for those last two. You know the weather for those games? Um, at He's Denver, a meteor. At New England, <laughs> That's in the winter. Hurricane Schwartz. And Sean, there's a the high chance of snow, but um, I think Josh Allen will be okay for the playoffs. If you've been rolling out with him for this long, you're not going to find anything better on waivers. Don't get cute. You're going to have to start Josh Allen. Sean read a farmer's almanac to find out the snow <laughs> in Buffalo. I did. <laughs> Forgot this existed. All right. For the 49ers, is Debo Samuel a must start wide receiver when fully healthy? Oh, yes. 11 mm. catches. He's mm. going to be mo- the guy that Mullins looks for with no uh, Kittle. Yeah. I think Ayuk still has some value. He obviously missed this week again. Um, when they're both healthy, I think they'll both be solid, but I do think Debo. Um, yeah, has a little bit more upside. Debo. Debo, Debo, Debo. All right, pick this game. Bills at the Niners, who you got? Bills. Bills. 49ers are creeping up in, like, the playoffs Bills. in the real life. I'm still taking Bills. T-Gods? This is a hard one. It is a hard one. I thought about the Niners, but I just couldn't say them. Don't overthink it. Yeah, imagine back to back Nick weeks. Mullins. Nick Mullins. Imagine Am I really thing. overthinking it, though? They just beat the Rams on the road. I don't know if they can beat Buffalo in back-to-back weeks. What Josh Allen are we getting? Very true. Good one. Matt already called it. I called it. I called it. All right, Matt. I'll trust you this week. Trust me every week. (laughs) Wow. Okay, Matt. Weirdo. How is that weird? (laughs) Cowboys at the Ravens. Are you benching Ezekiel Elliott? I know we talked about him a little bit earlier until shown otherwise. For who? Not unless you have a better option. Nine minds? I would. I think I would. Yeah. He's playing at Baltimore this week. Yeah. I think the only time I want to, I'd feel comfortable starting Zeke the rest of the season is at Cincinnati. Or if he's playing like a college team. <laughs> he's got he's at Baltimore, a- San Fran, and Philly. 
for his playoff schedule and Cincinnati, of course. Yeah. Um, he's scary. I would not be mad if you benched him for a lot of different people, but would you bench you're probably him starting him for Gio. Gio's been struggling. Yeah, nah. And they right, have no quarterback. A, that Wait. offensive line is absolute garbage. If Mixon comes back, I would definitely start Mixon. Clyde or Zeke? I Clyde. Easily. Yeah. On cue. Oh, I'm just that. asking. Wayne Gallman or Zeke? Gallman. Gallman. Gallman solid. I didn't know it was that easy. I'm starting Gallman over Melvin Zeke Gordon right now. or Zeke? Zeke. Zeke. The Broncos are worse. <laughs> yeah, Zeke did have 19 only, not this past week, but the week before. Washington's obviously a good run defense, but he's just making me nervous. Not a big fan of him right now. Moving on to the Ravens side of the ball, are you trusting any of their running backs as an option moving forward with Dobbins and Ingram likely back next week? No. No, no, That just no. makes it worse. That yeah. does make it worse. It does make it worse, but Dobbins has been pretty good. He had 18 against Tennessee before this uh, upcoming week. Are you starting him over Zeke? No, probably not. Uh, at that, this <laughs> week, Zeke plays at Baltimore, and Dobbins is home against Dallas, so they're they playing, playing each, each other. other. Dobbins has a lot more upside than Zeke this week. I'd probably I'd consider it, but I wouldn't feel great about it. It'd be a risk, but yeah. Zeke stinks, man. He does stink. Good. So he stinks good. <laughs> That's I would I wouldn't be against it. But yeah, I I I feel hard. I have a hard time trusting a Ravens running back right now. Yeah. All right, let's pick this one. Cowboys at the Ravens. Who you got? Thursday night football. Broom, the broom. Ravens. Broom, broom, Tuesday broom. night, you said? Yeah, Tuesday night football. Aren't there two Monday games? Yeah. Yep. Two Monday games. Wait, what time on Monday? Five, uh, five and o'clock, eight. and then eight. Ah. Football team at the Steelers are five. All right, let's get into our final segment here. Um, players we wish we did not draft this season, and what players we missed out on because of this. So we're going back through the draft board, and pretty much we're through the fantasy regular season. So it's time. Last week we were very thankful for a couple players that we drafted, but this week we're going to be very negative we're not thankful for these players Hugh I will let you start it off here player that you wish you did not have to draft this season I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself just because of I'll explain but David Montgomery I who's who I drafted I maybe the seventh round when I could have had Will Fuller um now I say I contradict myself because now I probably would take David Montgomery and I have Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller's out. But Will Fuller would have helped uh, me throughout the season since I had injuries between Sutton and Galladay. Uh, and I definitely could have had a couple more wins with a steady wide receiver one in my lineup. So, yeah, Montgomery, though, is very solid right now. And Fuller is suspended. <laughs> yeah. Before Fuller got suspended, I would agree with you there. Fuller would have definitely been a better pick, even though Montgomery's been a decent RB2 this season. All right, T-Gods, who do you regret drafting? My first round pick, pick number eight. I trusted all the fantasy people. saying Clyde <laughs> Edwards-Alaire was going to be dummy good. He wouldn't care if we drafted him first overall. He's going to be so good. That's wild. They were really saying that. They were really saying that. And he's averaging 13.1 points a game. And I drafted him over Devontae Adams. That I don't need to explain. 25 points per game? (laughs) I do not need to explain anything about that. Let's just move on. I think he's like the one uh, first round pick that you could say that for. Like, obviously Zeke, but you didn't 
expect like there was so much hype on Hilaire. Well, Hilaire then... was actually pretty solid until they traded for Le'Veon Bell, and then his volume. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even that like Le'Veon hasn't done much. It's just somehow he just affected. Well, yeah, Hilaire. I mean, <laughs> since they got Le'Veon, I mean, Hilaire has not had more than fourteen carries in a game, so. Le'Veon's just more involved than whatever his name was. I don't even know who their other backup is off the top. Daryl Williams. Williams. Daryl. Yeah. Daryl. He's still getting touches here <laughs> yeah. and there. So, poor Clyde Edwards Alaire. All right, Matt. I know you're about to get angry. Who'd you draft? Who do you regret missing out on? <sighs> Bart, I hope you're watching this right now because it's been haunting me all season. Literally, as I walked into the draft room to go pick my sticker of who I wanted. Bart said he would cross DK Metcalf off of his list. And instead, I took a DJ Chark. <laughs> the wrong D. The wrong D. And it haunts me like every night because DK is top five in the league right now. How do you think the Eagles feel? Uh, I can only imagine <laughs> how they feel, but this is different. This means more. <laughs> yeah. That's a hurt piece, Matt. DJ Chark has been decent. He's been like a flex option. He has not lived up to that potential. He has averaged like 12 points a game, but he injuries, hasn't been any DK Metcalf. He has not been a DK Metcalf. To be fair, I feel like everyone could have said DK, like everyone in our league, besides everyone in most leagues, yeah, could have said they missed out on DK Metcalf. But I don't think you could have missed as bad as I missed for my wide receiver <laughs> oh, yeah, position. So in the fifth round, I decided to draft uh, a legend. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton as my wide receiver three. Um, T.Y. Hilton has been nothing but pure trash this season. Not this not awful. This so, week he had 18. He yeah, this week was his best week pretty 18? much all season. Yeah, he had 18 fantasy points, shockingly. He scored a touchdown. Yo, yeah, I was going to fucking His start. first touchdown this season, yeah. I would know. Um, but, yeah, T.Y. Hilton, I decided to draft him. Very big mistake, and I left – DJ Chark on the board, who I'd rather had that Matt drafted, but also DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin, all taken within the next six picks from when I drafted D.Y. Hilton. D.Y. Hilton, I was very, I was banking on Philip Rivers slinging the ball, similar to how he did in the Los Angeles yeah. and in San Diego to Keenan Allen, all that volume. But T.Y. Hilton did just not get that volume. Actually, he had a couple of games with a lot of targets, but just did not translate to fantasy goodness. T.Y. Hilton stinks. And I missed the playoffs pretty much. So, so that was his highest performing again. game since week five of last year. And he, that was only by like one or more points. Yeah, he had his best game one before or... this week was 12. And he had zero touchdowns all season until week 12. So, T.Y. Hilton stunk. Very bad, bad, bad pick. Okay. Not making that mistake again. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody but has those days. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, do we have any questions in the chat before we wrap it up here and get to Q's joke of the week? Ask away. So Q has more time to think about his joke. I already have it. The holidays are here. They're all Christmas related going until we get to Christmas. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, I'm pretty sure you had one for Halloween and one for Thanksgiving. So the Halloween one was, uh, it wasn't even supposed to be, it just happened to work. <laughs> uh, we had a question in chat from I'm Ty Flo. Uh, my playoffs start this week. Deshaun Watson versus the Colts or Taysom Hill versus the Falcons. Who would you start? Watson. Yeah, I got to go Watson. He's just too good. Even uh, without Fuller, yeah, that's, I still yeah. think you got to start Watson. It makes it a lot tough more matchup. tough, but you got to go Watson. I can't rely on Taysom Hill 
especially in the playoffs, I think you got to go Sean Watson. Yeah, imagine depending your playoff career this season on Taysom Hill. And we had another question from Ethan Fine. Um, he said, opinions on Debo for this week with Ayuk back. Still think Debo is definitely startable, no doubt. You can for plug sure. him in. For sure. Don't be scared to start Debo. They're going to have to throw in most of their games anyways because their defense is all banged up. But start Debo. Uh, Q, I think that's it for the questions here, other than Gator uh, mentioning that Allen Robinson has a beautiful playoff schedule. Wait. Uh, I have a question. All right, Matt, what's your question? It's about my team, but I just want to know, do you guys trust Robert Tanyan moving forward? No? <laughs> I don't, I don't have the – I don't trust uh, any tight end. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> tight ends are a dart throw, and Tanyan the last two weeks has hit a bullseye, so – Against the Eagles linebackers, I don't. I'm not against starting him again. Don't sleep on Alex Singleton. Stop. <laughs> Alex Singleton blitzing, sure. Alex Singleton in coverage, no. Sean Bradley. <laughs> Sean are you Bradley talking? Still are you talking about Josh time? Adams or Jamal Adams? Why did I say Josh Adams? <laughs> like we were talking about the Eagles running backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh Adams does not have a job anymore. All right, Q. Here's with your joke of the week. What do you got for us? How did Scrooge win the football game? I don't know how did Scrooge win the football game, Q. The ghost of Christmas past. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. I liked it. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) No. (laughs) 7.3 out of 10. That's a good one. Good one. Wasn't the best. That was was pretty good. good. I'll give it a 7.6. Matt was was sleeping when you said it. He just took a second. I'll give it a 7.9. Ooh, 7.9. That would be the highest rated joke. That was good. That would be highest rated across the board, 7-6 average. I'll take it. Good joke, Q, and good podcast, boys. Um, We will be back next week. Um, I believe we'll most likely be doing one episode a week moving forward, um, unless we think of something else cool to do. Or if you have any suggestions, definitely hit us up on Instagram, social media, whatever you want to see. We will try some new things out over the next couple weeks, as this is our first season as a podcast. Um, but definitely follow us on social medias if you're not already. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Twitter. We're everywhere. Look up Super Fantasy Podcast, Super FB Podcast, a bunch of different tags. They're all below on the Twitch chat. Check us out. And waiver Wire any, post tomorrow. Waiver Wire post coming out tomorrow with the weird week. Um, waiver Wire article as well. Smash your pass will also be out this week. So stay tuned for those on our website. Definitely check that out. Other than that, I think that's a wrap, boys. We'll see you next week. Good luck this week. Peace out.